0: Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective.
1: 2020 Weekdays on Vision Christian Radio.
0: Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
2: And it reinforces what we tell people all the time these things are powerful these stories in our lives are powerful they move us and they're supposed to move us but if they move us in the wrong direction it can be unhealthy do you
0: find it difficult to find suitable entertainment for your family our guests today are Adam Holt and Paul assay from focus on the family's plugged in team we'll be discussing how they shine a light on the world of popular entertainment ...while giving families the essential tools they need to understand, navigate and impact the culture in which they live. That's Adam Holt with Paul Assay with my wife Kate and myself Brett Ryan for Focus on the Family Australia. Well welcome back to the
2: program. So excited to be here. We
1: are very excited to be here, thank you. Well I think it's important
0: for our listeners to know, does it destroy your enjoyment of movies because you do it for
1: a job? It's a really good question. That's a good question. You know... One of the weird things about this job is having to compartmentalize because we're constantly, literally compartmentalizing. Our movie reviews, for example, have sections for positive content, spiritual (laughs) content, sexual content, violence, profanity, drug and alcohol content, other negative stuff. So we're constantly thinking categorically and there's a constant compartmentalization there that I think you have to have some of that skill to be able to survive in this job. and. And actually, I'm able to mostly turn that off when I watch something myself.
2: Mostly. Yeah, you know, it's a tricky thing because I do find myself counting swear words when I'm just (laughs) watching movies for fun. You know, it's it's all Tom finds himself writing on his leg. That's when it gets
0: a bit...
3: (laughs) I I count the number of likes a person says when they speak. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like (laughs) So I think I must have caught some of your things.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. It is an interesting thing what happens to the plugged-in brain, you know? And like Adam, I'm still able to go to movies and watch them for fun. But it's a different sort of fun because you're still yeah. filtering it through the filters that we use. Yeah. And uh, I find myself, oftentimes, the only time I go to movies is if I think, oh, my wife would really like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we go to a movie and I see it for the second time and I think, oh my goodness, I missed so much. <laughs> I need to go back and correct the room. And And having
1: said that, with big movies, wherever possible, we do like to have two sets of eyes on it. It's yeah. not always possible. And that gives you... A degree of safety in case mm-hmm. one person misses yeah. something be yeah. so easy to the do other it. one does. And but I have gone back and watched I wish that we could watch everything twice. Um, now I will say that when we get online screeners, which happened a lot during COVID, it will take me six hours to watch a movie because I'm constantly pausing and writing dialogue down. And it's both better and worse. Yeah. I mean it's even more chopped up if I have the ability to pause it. But when we see a, a screening, and typically we'll go to Denver, which is about an hour from Colorado Springs where we're at. There's a company there, that actually two companies that work with all the big studios. We will typically see probably three-fourths of what's released in theaters two or three days to a week ahead of time. That's uh, And so we'll get a press screening. So you do have to just sit and do the best you can yeah. in one sitting.
2: One thing that I did want to mention is we're talking sort of about this clinical remove and I think that there's a lot of validity to that. But we're still humans and I think that because we gravitated toward this job we're still moved by the power of story. Yeah. And there have been times where I have found myself sitting in a movie theater where I am I am moved by what is being said. I have actually found myself with tears running down softie. my face yeah. and, and thinking, allergies. you allergies. know, it's trying to allergies. write down notes, you know, as we're doing this sort of stuff. Because mm. and it reinforces what we tell people all the time. These things are powerful. Yeah. These stories in our lives are powerful. Yeah. They move us and they're supposed to move us. But if they move us in the wrong direction, it can be unhealthy.
1: Yeah, I think mingled in with the conversations that Paul was talking about is also the opportunity to pray. And I don't want to over-represent a spiritual side of things. But if we've seen something... It's very important. If we've seen something that's really disturbing, there's the opportunity to pray about it afterwards. If we know we're going into something that is really problematic, we can pray about it ahead of time. And Paul makes most of the movie assignments for us these days. There's always the freedom to say, you know what, for whatever reason... I don't want to review mm. that movie. Now that yeah. doesn't happen very often. And interestingly, we all have different pain points. Uh, I find that as I get older, I don't like horror because I don't like jump scares because mm. mm. it makes my chest hurt. I'm like, I yeah. don't want to die yeah. in a horror movie, yeah. you know? Um, but it might be sexual content. It might be a particular yeah. kind of and violence. And that's fair enough. You've got to protect you know? yourself.
3: Exactly. Protect yeah. Yourself. I was just going to ask, are they mostly men who are reviewing or do you have many women? Cause I, Listening to you saying that you're able to put things in a box. Yeah. And guys tend to be able to do that, but women don't seem to be able to do that as well. And so I was just wondering (laughs) how many women you have reviewing who struggle with
2: replaying We have had women on our staff that have done an excellent job, actually, trying to deal with that. And they bring a perspective that oftentimes men cannot bring. Uh, I think that we have one really great reviewer. Her name is Emily, who really brings so much of her own personality. She's young. She's a millennial. Mm. She's able to look at things from a different perspective than we do. Uh, We have an intern on our staff right now named Marcella who's doing a great job as well. And so we're able to bring... A variety of perspectives to the movies that we review
1: I think one of the challenges and we had one person who happened to be female years ago who struggled with this Mm -hmm. but it gets to what you're saying we tell people ahead of time this really isn't about coming to work at plugged in to say what you think about a movie yeah Um, we all have an individual voice and those of us who've been doing it a long time have a particular voice Paul's writing reads different than mine. You can tell Mm -hmm. the difference and that's a good difference but we're writing for Plugged In and we're writing for Focus on the Family and we're writing to that perspective Mm -hmm. and I think one of the hardest things we have to do is that sometimes we have to come down hard on a movie that we may personally kind of like. Mm -hmm. Um, There are times that I'll see a, a hard R movie with a lot of content that I'm able to appreciate and maybe even resonate with what happens in that movie but the quantity of content is such that i can't gush about it and we have had people in the past yeah who struggle to, to just like no it's not about how you felt here unless how you felt is what plugged in and focus on the family yeah, needs to separate the two yeah and that's a tricky thing
0: mm. well i think it's important for our listeners to know that you're not actually saying to the audience right. who tune in not to go and see this right, movie. Absolutely, they are autonomous. They can make these exactly. decisions. You're just giving them information, yes, especially from a biblical worldview to help them make an informed decision for themselves or for their children, and to actually maybe the catalyst for an ongoing healthy conversation. Yes. Absolutely. Because absolutely.
2: we know that every reader that we have is going to be different. And they, even our kids are different. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have three
1: kids and they have totally different sensitivities. Yeah. They're not one, you know, uniform thing. I have to think about each one of them.
2: You have to know your weaknesses. You have to know yeah. your kids' weaknesses. You have to know what appeals to them, what repulses them. You have to understand where these movies sort of fit within your own prism, yeah. if you will. Um, Just
0: briefly, you said that there's but you've also got a podcast. So for people do. who don't like to read or yes. don't have time, <laughs> but there's the podcast that yeah. people can listen to your reviews or some dialogue with other people. Uh, tell us a little bit briefly about the podcasts.
3: Yep.
1: Our podcast is called The Plugged In Show, and you can find us at thepluggedinshow.com. It's pretty simple. <laughs> oh, <And> stay forward. <laughs> we try to do a couple of things. Um, we want to give people a sense kind of of what the proverbial water cooler conversations are like so i mean our our big picture vision is you know come on over join us in this conversation yeah Yeah. and those conversations typically go in two uh, broad directions we have two main segments and then kind of a fun segment at the end but we typically will have one big picture kind of philosophical conversation, and then we'll have a shorter segment, which is usually more product oriented. Maybe it's a movie, maybe it's a video game or a book or something that's buzzing in the culture. For example, we recently had a conversation that's right along the lines of some of the things we're talking about here, how do you make the decision as a parent when to avoid something and how do you make the decision when it's time to wade into it and begin to have a conversation about something, yeah, cool. mm-hmm. even that's if great. it's a, an uncomfortable thing? And that that's a continuum we're all on yeah. as a parent. Uh, but, you know, maybe we're having a conversation about... How many people get chomped up in the latest Jurassic Park, you know, movie? Oh, crazy as well. dinosaurs! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. um, and so there's there's a concrete, practical takeaway in both segments, but one of them tends to usually be more philosophical and one more product oriented.
2: Yeah, one of the things I really love about The Plugged In Show is it gives us a chance to communicate in ways that we don't typically. Mm. Yeah, You know, I'm an introvert, right? So I love just sitting at my keyboard, typing out my reviews. That's what I really enjoy doing. But 22 hours a day. 22 <laughs> hours a day. But one of the things that I have loved about this job is our ability to talk with each other. Adam yep. and I have some great conversations that can be really light and, and and fun for us, where yeah, right. they can be really. Like Why Last
1: Jedi is the worst Star yeah, Wars movie? We'll, <laughs>
2: get we'll get into that later. But we really wanted to bring our users into these conversations. conversations. That's yes. great. That's great. You
0: mentioned gaming before, and mm-hmm. I'd like to unpack that if we can. Yeah, because it's a multi-billion-dollar business. Yes, kids are on it. They're becoming much more real, quite violent, quite realistic and Absolutely. can desensitize some children depending on where they sit on the that spectrum of life
3: and they're not ha- just watching they're addicted yeah. right and so they're yeah. a- there for hours upon hour and upon and hour. it's a
2: different medium because you are actually instead of watching you are actually in the story mm. yourself yep. and so yeah. it becomes real it, it, it impacts your brain in yeah. different yeah, way. i
0: remember galaga that's what i or crazy kong and, and they were very simple now you know you get really engaged in there mm-hmm. and so the gaming world Parents need to know what their children are engaged with. And again, it's to start those conversations. So tell us a little bit about this. Does someone have to go and sit and play a game
1: for a couple of days and that's their job? Uh, Uh, The short answer is yes. Um, We have a video game guy who actually is a grandfather. And he loves video games and loved playing them with his son. And so he's very personally invested in that. And I would say that we bounce back and forth between dealing with the big, in the U.S. they're called M-rated, M yep. for mature. You know, most of the big games these days are M-rated, which is like the yep. video game equivalent of an R-rated movie. And they have a lot of content. But he also goes out of his way to find what potentially can be games you wouldn't know about that would be great family-friendly games. Right. So and it's so, actually advising on some exactly. have so, you considered. So we want to sort of offer that balance depending on the game. um, A lot of these games might take 40 or 50 hours to play through, but you could play it for three or four hours and have a relatively good representation of the content there. So he will play as much as he needs to play to have a sense of here's what's in this game and then doing some extra research on, you know, is there a a really horrible scene 16 levels in that I have to get to? So
2: many people are playing through these games on YouTube now. So it gives an extra tool to figure out what's in it. And, you know, in some ways I think games are sort of a microcosm of of what we try to do here. We are trying to be cautionary. We are trying to tell people maybe if there's something they should consider before diving in. But entertainment and particularly games can be a great unifying element, right? You can play games with your kids you can play games with your families and so to bring out some of those possibilities i think can kind of help the family stick together a little yeah
0: bit so better. it's not saying don't play games right, right. i mean right. for me personally it doesn't I don't get engaged with it, and our boys didn't grow up with it. But right. you know, we know a number of families that this has become a real issue as well.
2: well right, and that's the
0: addictive behaviour, absolutely, exactly. but guess, also the content and the quality of what they're seeing. I
3: guess because boundaries aren't put around it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean that's the biggest issue, isn't it? Things mm-hmm. can be, you know, pretty good, but that's only pretty good as long as there's boundaries in place. Exactly.
2: Everything can be good, yeah, unless you well, no. Not everything. Not everything. <laughs> Not everything. Let me, let me <laughs> Who go back here. This man? Yeah. Who let me go back and say there are a lot of good things that can become really, really bad if used in excess or yes. used the wrong way. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: My name is Brett Ryan and I hope you're enjoying the show. Stay with us as my wife Kate and I continue our conversation with Adam Holt and Paul Assay from Focus on the Families Plugged in team. Right here on Focus on the Family, Australia. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional, designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au Hi and welcome back to Focus on the Family Australia. Today's guests are Adam Holt and Paul Assay, from Focus on the Family's Plugged In team, along with my wife, Kate, and myself, Brett Ryan. You mentioned YouTube just a few moments ago, and YouTube is another medium that you Mm -hmm. actually make reviews and comment on. Um, And then there's thousands and thousands and thousands of apps. So again, trying to keep up with the amount coming out, but you're trying to look at, things that are very topical or things that are becoming more relevant, and especially say TikTok, for example. I mean, there's some good things about how you can learn from TikTok, and then there's also some quite sexual and inappropriate things that we don't want our children to watch. So again, help us explore all this
2: obviously when you're talking about YouTube you're talking about a huge huge world mm. that it is literally impossible even yeah. if we had a staff of hundreds I don't think we could hit it. and
1: we have a staff of five by the we way. have a staff oh, wow. of five so,
2: <laughs> so we do try to look at YouTube channels that have gotten a lot of cultural buzz that are really popular and that kids might be watching yeah. you know a lot of moms and dads might not be as familiar with YouTube as they are with the television shows or the movies that their kids are into yeah. and so we try to give parents a little bit of insight into what their kids might be watching uh, because it is so, so, uh, it it amazes me to see some of the stats and how important YouTube is for children today. Yeah, it's the
1: number one screen destination of boys, especially under the age of 12. And I have a 15-year-old, you know, when you and I got a Nerf gun when we were growing up, we would just go out and start shooting our sister, right? That's the natural. <laughs> this is what that I do a with... compulsory? <laughs> right. It actually says on the... There's a label, shoot your sister. No, yeah. no I'm, I'm kidding. Kidding. Yeah. Um, my son gets a Nerf gun, comes home, watches a YouTube video, takes it apart, mm-hmm. removes the restrictor, and makes it better and puts it back together. That's oh, the difference, right? Wow. Now, YouTube obviously has a vast array of... <laughs> Even genres. You know, you yes. want to cook, you want to take your Nerf gun apart, you want to watch somebody play video games. And we've tried to capture the main genres. It always
0: fascinates me. <laughs> you, you watch YouTube to watch other people playing oh, video games. Oh, I know. Games. It's we'll talk about It's that. amazing.
1: But process-wise with YouTube, again, if you've got somebody who has an established channel, they may have thousands of videos. We're not going to watch a thousand videos, but we'll watch... 10 to 15 and we'll go back a ways and our goal is to give you a representative sampling Mm -hmm. if your kids get on this channel here's a pretty good idea of what you can expect and that's our challenge it's similar to what we face with tv shows is we're doing our best to say here's what we saw and what we watched a movie's self-contained yeah youtube and tv shows are a little more complicated it's like a vortex it is continuum
2: One of the things that we really value actually is reader user input because when you're talking about YouTube, when you're talking about TV... It helps to have people who are engaged with us telling us what they want to see or even occasionally saying, you know what, you might want to recheck out this TV show because in episode seven, something happens we need to be aware of. So we love the fact that I think that we have developed a community with our users Mm. and they feel comfortable in talking with us and letting us know what they want us to do.
1: Plus, yeah. they love catching us when they think we've missed something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like when you're, again, your brother or sister, it's sort of like, hey, buddy, you, you missed you this. this? Yeah. All right, yeah. we missed it. We'll fix yeah. it. Thank you.
3: So we'd, we'd love to encourage our kids, a lot of parents do, to get off technology. Yes. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, because let's face it, in schools, they're now on the iPad all day, oh, and know. then they come home and they want to engage with it again yep. in a different way. Um, so parents like to encourage their kids to read a book. Right. Mm-hmm but then not all books are great.
2: (laughs) Right, very true.
3: And so do you do anything along that line?
2: we do a ton of book reviews yeah. actually it's one of our more popular sections Great. because I think the need is there mm. the, the yeah. desire to get your kids into a good book is ever present and
0: we receive a number of people contacting us and say what can I recommend for my 15 yeah. year old son right yeah. and what's a good book for them so yeah, plugged in is the place to go
2: it, it is a good place to go because again our book reviews are very thorough we can go tell you a little bit about what's in the book we can tell you what they're about we can tell you the themes to watch out for, the things you might want to avoid or talk through. Um, We have, I would say, probably literally hundreds, maybe thousands of book reviews. Some of them are are books that you would want to maybe push pause on, but a lot of them are good books that you can send to your kids and and have them read something really good. That's
0: good. That's good. Books are one thing. Then there's music. Yep. There are so many different genres. You also explore that and trying to keep up to date with the latest Mm -hmm. and greatest. And I remember growing up, most things were pretty innocent. Some song lyrics were a little bit... "Mm -hmm." (laughs) Now it's in your face. No... Reservation, and so this is something that we also, as Kate was said earlier in a previous interview, was the fact is we have to watch what goes through our eyes, but also what's going in our
1: ears. So tell us a little bit about how you review the music. Well, we um, we will sit and listen to it with the lyrics in front of us, and we review both tracks and albums. Um, we probably do more tracks these days than we do albums because we're living really in a musical single kind of world with all of the streaming you know services um, when I was young I, I felt like I'm a hundred years old when I say that but um, you know you get an album and you enjoyed the album but these days you know you make your playlist, you pick singles. We want to tell you what's in those singles lyrically and where there's a video we'll talk about the imagery in the video and I think that one of the interesting things that that we get to be sort of on the front line on with plugged in is, Understanding how these different entertainment mediums, media, influence us differently. So you watch a movie, and you sit there for two hours, and it may move you emotionally. Yeah. If it's really good, maybe you'll see it again. If it's Star Wars, maybe you'll see it two hundred times <laughs> since nineteen seventy-seven. But but
2: you even won't your, talk about who that is. <laughs> even your
1: favorite movie, you can probably say I've seen it a finite number of times. Yeah. When you're talking about a video game. You're totally immersed for 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 hours. Or if you're playing online, maybe more than that. And a lot of the games today, it's online play. Mm. And then there's that interaction that Paul was talking about. But with music, I think music is potentially the most influential because Mm. you're taking a three or four minute song and think about your favorite song from when you were growing up. I mean, I literally wore cassettes out, which dates me a little Mm. bit in terms of when I was listening to music. you used to put the pencil in there? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's really dining out. Exactly. And I might've listened to my favorite songs 10,000 times. I don't know. Mm. And so every time through, you're connecting with that song emotionally. You're connecting with the lyrics and kids will say, oh, I don't listen to the words. I just like the beat. No, but you can quote all those songs. Yeah, and I'm like, what are the lyrics? Sing it for me. It's in there.
3: No, it's yeah. because the music itself right. is so capturing. Right. And it speaks to you in a certain way that the lyrics, you just start singing them without yeah. even paying any well, attention some of the to the ang- ang- impact.
1: Some of the angriest letters we get are when we pick on a kid's favorite band. Mm. Because unlike movies and video games, kids identify yeah. not only with the song, but with the musician. So I yeah. think... Music is more personal maybe than any other kind of entertainment because you're like, that's my guy. Mm -hmm. I'm a part of this tribe, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's a place where parents have a real challenge. But understanding that helps with that. Mm.
0: This has been so, so good. And we could go on for a a long time. (laughs) We could. I think that's obvious. (laughs) And I knew that was going to be the case. But in our final few moments, for our listeners right now, What advice would you like to give them in a world and a culture that's changing so dramatically and how to help them, you know, not only using the Mm -hmm. plugged in, but what other things would you like to instill in them to consider as they're bringing up these kids in a highly digital world, Mm -hmm. highly entertaining world, a world that's all about me? Right. And uh, so what would you like to say to
2: them? So I'd go back to how we actually started off this conversation, and that's with the discussions. Mm. You know, I think that when you are talking about this huge, huge entertainment landscape that we're talking about, it's massively influential. But studies have shown the most influential thing in your child's life is you. Mm. You as a mom, you as a dad, they listen to you even when... You think they're not. Yes. <laughs> you know, and it's very, very important for you to be able to engage with them with these conversations about culture, to, to talk through a lot of the things they see, they listen to, yeah. they play. Um, I think oftentimes those conversations can help not redeem what they're into necessarily, but ameliorate it and bring context to it. Those conversations are priceless. And it's those
1: conversations to bring God into
2: the conversation. Exactly. As well. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think that the three words that I think about with Plugged In are intentionality, Mm. engagement, and conversation. Mm. That times, I think, as parents, we want to think, if I can just protect my kids from all this stuff... Will be okay. You, you can't, know can't what? keep them in the Babylon. Know, no, right. you can't. I mean, you couldn't do it 30 or 40 years ago when we were growing up. And you certainly can't do it now. Now, having said that, I think that as a parent, I'm on a continuum when my kids are younger. I have a responsibility to really police things. Yeah. And then it's more, okay, we're not watching this. You know, we're not going there. As they get older, we begin to give them some reasons for that. And as they get older still, we begin to give them some agency and say okay we're going to go here but we're going to talk about it afterwards and then as they get into their later teen years they're used to thinking critically they're used to yeah. thinking biblically mm-hmm. so they're we're moving from avoidance to dialogue and conversation That's very good. Um, so that you know we live in a world full of ideas not just entertainment but news and trends and you know all this stuff coming at you so we want to really equip our kids to say, okay, how does that line up with what I believe, with what my faith is? How is it similar? How is it different? What do I need to do? And they've got to have some practice doing that. They're not going to just start automatically doing that yeah. at the age of 18 or 19 or 30 when they leave home. You know, <laughs> um, We have to help them. We have to train them and give them a space to do that. And as they get older, we may not always like some of their choices, mm-hmm. but we can begin to ask questions like, you know, when you listen to that, how does it make you feel? Mm. How does yeah. it make you think about yourself? How do you think about other people? So the worldview questions get more sophisticated, and we're helping our kids to really think about what that influence is looking like in good. their own lives. And I
3: think as parents, the use of the word dialogue is yeah. fantastic, because sometimes we can get into that monologue state. This yep. is what we think. You're not going to do it, et cetera. But that's not helpful. Yeah. No, and it's so not. Yeah, that's right. Really and great. even
1: sometimes we may need to say no. The answer oh, is still no. When they're younger,
3: we have to do that. But we're helping them. Job.
1: You know, understand this is why we can't mm. go here. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so
0: much for being our guest today.
2: Thank you. This is Thanks. great. I wish we could just talk forever. I know.
0: <laughs> We've been speaking with Adam Holt and Paul Assay from Focus on the Families Plugged In team. You can find their website with a range of entertainment guidance at Plugged In. Hopefully you've been encouraged by what you've heard and consider how you can take on board some of their insights to understand and navigate some of today's culture. If you'd like some other helpful free video resources on parenting and relationships and even something for the kids, they can be found on our FamilyCast platform, go to families.org.au. On behalf of my wife Kate and the rest of the Focus team, I'm Brett Ryan. We look forward to you tuning in again for another edition of Focus on the Family Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian
2: Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.